Hello, friends. Hello, family. Hello, everyone. Thank you all for tuning in, for sharing. Today, I am speaking with you about the revival. We have covered uh, the recovery room. We have covered the renewal. And now we're talking about revival. Revival is the awakening or quickening of God's people to their true nature and purpose. It's your renewed attention or interest in something. And in thinking about the revival, I often think about people, someone that's unresponsive and needing CPR. When someone is unresponsive and the emergency response personnel provides CPR to that person, they are revived and that person has another opportunity at life, another opportunity to live. Yeah, they may have broken ribs or um, may have been injured from the compressions. However, they're alive. They have that second opportunity. When God revives your life, you have an opportunity to eternal life. Many of us are walking around unresponsive. Hear me clearly. We're alive, we're living, and we are unresponsive. Unresponsive to the word, unresponsive to God, unresponsive to things that are going around us because we have become numb. Numb to society, numb because of COVID exhaustion, numb because we're just going through the motions. But God wants to allow us to live our lives on purpose. He wants to enable us to produce. I was listening to um, a sermon by Pastor Ty Tribbett, and it really inspired me. And I just want to encourage you at this very moment not to allow what you've been through to define you. I'm not saying you have to minimize what you've been through or your experiences in life to get past them. No, face those things head on. Seek Christian counseling, you know, grow and develop from what you've been through. Don't label yourself by what you've been through. It was an experience. All things work together for your good. And the fact that you're still standing is a testament of the strength that you carry, of the purpose on your life, of the promise God has for you. So do not allow yourself to be defined by what you've been through. But allow yourself to be compressed in God, to receive revival breaths in God. Come on. This is CPR. He, He is pumping that heart. He is giving you the breath of life. You are not the abused. You are not the victim. You are not the rejected. You are not the forgotten. You are not left behind. You are not mentally ill. You are not subject to diseases that was going on in your family. You are not subject to COVID. You are not subject to diabetes, to heart disease, to cancer. We plead the blood of Jesus and speak the name of Jesus over sickness, over mental illness, over barrenness. 
even barrenness in spirit form, barrenness in our churches, barrenness in our in our uh, leadership. We are Christ's disciples. We shall produce fruit thereof. You are the purpose. You are the child of God. You are the heir. Yes, you are. This is a season of revival. God is reviving you. He's taking the tail and making it the head. He's taking the borrower and making them the lender. You are above and not beneath. And God still desires to use you. God desires for that vision to come to pass. God wants to revive you. Matthew 5 and 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. God wants to fill you up. He wants you to overflow. Why don't you come unto him? Here's my cup, Lord. Fill me up. It's time to get thirsty. It's time to get hungry for God. He doesn't want you unresponsive. He wants you to be able to hear his call and respond. He doesn't want your heart hardened. He doesn't want you behind those walls you built in your life. God wants in and he wants you to invite him in. See, in the world, when that person is unresponsive or in a vehicle accident or or subject to, um, you know, a, a casualty event where they cannot respond, they can't cry out for help. But you, with life in your body, you can ask God to help you. Because he wants to revive you. God wants to recover it all for you. He wants to renew your life. Renew that relationship with you. Renew that covenant with you. And he wants to awaken you to your true nature, to your true purpose, what he created you for. You still have purpose. I know you were abused. God has need of you and your testimony and how you're still standing. He wants to use you. You still have purpose. You're worthy. You, your life has value. I know you were beaten. I know you were crushed. I know you were taken for granted. God still desires to use you. Mm. And you may be the person who have hurt people. That may have let people down. That may have disappointed people. But God can create in you a clean heart and renew the right spirit within you. 
Are you hungry for him? Are you thirsting for him today? Can he fill your cup? See, even where you are, where you are empty. God is close to the broken hearted. He wants to use the pieces. See, he's the potter and we're the clay. He, he can form us over again in his hands and use us for his purpose. Allow God to awaken you to your true nature and purpose in him. It's time for a revival. Luke, the third chapter, verse four. Isaiah had spoken of John when he said, he is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming, clear the road for him. The valleys will be filled and the mountains and hills made level. The curves will be straightened and the rough places made smooth. And then all the people will see the salvation sent from God. When the crowds came to John for baptism, he said, You brood of snakes, who warned you to flee the coming wrath? Prove by the way you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. Don't just say to each other, we're safe, for we are descendants of Abraham. That means nothing, for I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. Even now, the axe of God's judgment is poised, ready to sever the roots of the trees. Yes, Every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. The crowds asked, what should we do? John replied, if you have two shirts, give one to the poor. If you have food, share it with those who are hungry. Even corrupt tax collectors came to be baptized and asked, teacher, what should we do? He replied, collect no more taxes than what the government requires. What should we do? Asked some soldiers. John replied, don't extort money or make false accusations and be content with your pay. Everyone was expecting the Messiah to come soon and they were eager to know whether John might be the Messiah. John answered their questions by saying, I baptize you with water, but someone is coming soon who is greater than I. So much greater than I that not that I'm not worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He is ready to separate the shaft from the wheat with his winnowing fork. Then he will clean up the threshing area, gathering the wheat into his barn, but burning the shaft with never ending fire. John used many such warnings as he announced the good news to the people.